the official sound of the Midwest. Midwest Girls is made up of two friends who turn co-host. Meg and I will take you on a raw and unfiltered journey through our lives as followers of Jesus. Whether we are sharing truth and biblical wisdom, giving relationship advice, or telling stories of our dogs, we seek to exist as a platform to give encouragement and love while maintaining our motto to be unashamedly bold, truthful, and genuine in the name of Jesus Christ. Romans 1.16 says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew and then to the Gentile. Enjoy the show. Midwest Girls. Hey. Hey. We do hey. this every time. Do you want to see yourself? Yeah, I do. Okay. That kind of freaked me out Just last time. I know. Sure I look okay. <laughs> no. I'll try not to stare at my beautiful self. <laughs> my Legolas hair. It's not Legolas. 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 It's way cuter than Legolas. <laughs> you're, like you said, if you're Legolas, I'm Little Orphan Annie. So, whatever. I could be the girl one from The Hobbit. She's cooler. I can't remember her name though. Oh yeah, Kate from Lost. Yeah, and the Wasp. That, and the Wasp. That's and the wasp. I don't know her name in the. Yeah, I don't know her name in real life. Her name's Hope. Hope in the Ant-Man. real life, isn't it? Evangeline. Yeah, that's right. Evangeline yes. Lily or something yes. like that, or Lily Evangeline. One yeah. or two. Well done. Yeah, that's I it. Finished my coffee. <laughs> Darn it! I've only had like sixteen thousand caffeine inserts. Oh, there's someone new here. Hi. <laughs> We're just <laughs> talking. <laughs> We're like teasing. Okay. Here we go. For real. You For the 16th rainy day in a row. Yep. We have <laughs> a true. special guest here today. This is my sister, Leanne. It's me. <laughs> <laughs> the one that, I don't know, you've heard talked about before in the earlier podcast yeah. and I'm here. <laughs> so Welcome. thanks for having me. Thanks for having me on. Making dreams come true. <laughs> That's right. I'm being summoned by a child. <laughs> <laughs> but we are so excited to have Leon, Leon, Leon. <laughs> on with us today to kind of talk about her testimony a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's like the overview, um, kind of like what we've all did at one point. Yes. Um, and just really whatever she wants to share, honestly. Yep. <laughs> and so... Um, because we, we, like we said last week, I think it was, where Megan told the side of uh, some of the story that Leanne's going to tell, but it was Meg's point of view. So it would be, be kind of cool to hear um, your side as well. My side, yep. <laughs> and I was just saying before we actually like went live and started all this that um, I'm like, this is actually a dream come true for me. <laughs> because before I moved here and I was just listening to you guys on the podcast, I'm like, oh, I love these girls. One. <laughs> And two, I'm like, and I just know, like, one day I'll be there, and here I am. Like, it's actually happening, it is. and God is so good. I'm just, it's awesome. I'm going to be all smiles. So. Yeah, do it. <laughs> yep. So, obviously, I'm here, <laughs> um, and the whole, well, I guess here, if we really want to rewind it to where it really started about me really wanting to be here um, in 2019, I sent Megan um, this voice text between my mom and her. Um, We were just kind of like 
just doing life and Mike was teaching at his old school and the kids were going to the elementary school and I was just subbing as a um, assistant, no, not even assistant, just like a sub lunch lady. Because <laughs> I'm like, I want to be in the kids' yeah. school somehow. Just, I don't know how. I'm like, well, I'll do this. And um, I was getting ready to go in. And I'm like, this is fun. I'm really enjoying it. And then like all of a sudden there was just like this really heavy heaviness in my heart. And I'm like, but is this what I really want? Like this all looks good, but this God, you know, my heart, you know what I want more than anything. And I want, I really want to be near my sister. <laughs> We're really close. She is cool. She's, she's my best bud. And, um, you know, growing up and everything, we did everything basically at the same time and together. And our kids are the same age. And I'm like, I just want them to be together. So I just kind of poured my heart out to him. And I sent Megan this message. I'm pretty sure it just caught her off guard too that day. And I was like, you know what, guys, I'm just going to be real here. Like, I just sense in my heart that I really need to start praying more specifically and seriously about what it is that I want for our future and for um, just making these choices because, I don't know, there's crazy things going on in the world yeah. and I just see it as God's provision. But, yeah, that's basically like when it started was 2019, pre-COVID. <laughs> yeah. I think it's funny, too, um, which I know Meg stepped away, so there's another point. That's why I wrote down 2019, but we'll come back to that. Oh, yeah, that's fine. Uh, Meg's mothering right now. <laughs> um, so I think it's just, it's really interesting that he started to put these things on your heart now that she's coming around the corner. Sorry. I'll say that. No, you're good. Because what I thought was interesting that stuck out and I didn't really realize this necessarily. I think the year 2019, that's the year that we got, we started becoming friends. And so in my head, I'm like, you know, you're feeling this. That's uh -huh. when we started, like, becoming friends. Like, yeah. I started coming. Isn't it funny how just things kind of come full circle? Yeah, they do. Even with that. Yes. Yeah. But that stuck out to me when you were talking. Yeah. I'm sorry if, I, if I'm backtracking when I say this. But, no, I do remember that text. And it actually convicted me because you were like, I'm going to start asking specifically. I was like, yeah. I, <laughs> I should do that, too. <laughs> yeah. And you have to know, too, that, like, Mike had a really uh, good cushy job and by cushy I mean like it wasn't super hard or anything like that like it was a good paycheck and you know he didn't have any kind of commitments as far as like marching band goes like that um so I was just kind of like I have no idea what this is going to look like but I'm going to pray more specifically about it like this is what I want Lord mm -hmm. and um you tell us that we are to make our wants known mm -hmm. and it's not like I'm like demanding my way or anything like that but you said whatever our heart our heart's desires are mm -hmm. to make them you know to be bold about it to you. So I really started praying about it more uh, seriously then. And then like, who could have known that COVID was going to hit like literally. And that's kind of when everything started kind of just like falling slowly into place yeah. with that really starting to take shape. Um, starting out with like discontentment in Mike's job, like mm -hmm. just uh, the fact that like um, COVID brought a lot of things to light that, um, what's the word? I don't want to say are ugly, but just, just magnified the things that are important and the things yes. that are not. And things that maybe what you thought were really good 
but maybe their reaction mm-hmm. to something, and I'm not, I'm not downplaying COVID, but yeah, wasn't no. necessarily aligning with how you right. view the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I remember posting something on Instagram, and I was out with my horses, and I took, and Seth took the picture of me and the horses, and I remember the caption. I'm probably gonna botch it a little bit, <laughs> but I remember I said, "In a life that, or like in this, before we go back to being." our crazy busy lives find the things that are actually worth going yes. back to. Yes. And so that's it. Kylie. That's <laughs> yes. it. And so, um, that's, I mean, I think everybody here can testify. I think a lot of people in the world can testify to this, yeah. but that did, that was a, the, the, the thing that I took out of COVID, well, multiple things. The biggest thing I believe is that, like, what's yeah. worth it? Yeah, what <laughs> is worth it? And, um, to, and to hold on tight to those things, to not let them be, uh, taken away yeah yeah well another thing too i should say before we like delve into the whole covid part of it i guess i already went there but um mike's mom also passed away in 2019 and i think that was another um part of detaching Mm -hmm. from the the life that we had there because we had all of the all of these great plans she moved in with us into our home and in may and she passed in august of 2019 and um People know there Mike's was, your husband, right? Mike's my husband, okay. yes. <laughs> and um, he, there was like a lot of pain attached to the home there and um, hopes unseen, you know? So there was a, a sadness um, that, oh, you guys are distracting me. <laughs> there was a sadness there. That um, face was directed at my son. That, um... <laughs> kind of made it easier to just get away from the life that we had had there. So I guess that all to say, like once COVID hit, like the, the discontentment with the job really started to kind of happen. And um, it's like we wanted to be, I don't know, further detached from the world. I yeah. guess if that makes sense. And here we literally live in like cornfield area. <laughs> yes, We live in farm country and it's really rural. And, um, we love it. Yeah. Like we just, we can't imagine it being, um, any other way now. If I may interject at that point, yeah. I think most of our listeners do live in the, this area. Um, yeah. Very rural. <laughs> and they may take for granted mm-hmm. this area. Oh yeah. Because it, when I say it is very different from where I grew up, maybe in some aspects it's not, but in the simplicity, mm-hmm. in the actual space, in the, um, having actual seasons of life. Yeah. Like there are many benefits to getting further away from urban and city. Yes. And I, I never, I didn't realize how much it was going to change me. Yeah. To, from being like just embracing, um, like I said, seasons and simplicity more. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So if you live here, know that you are you're very blessed i would say and we feel blessed to be here now yes like to be away from yeah and we like had we had like a pretty large property like six acres and we knew that that was like we we wanted like the country life and Mm -hmm. all that um but he taught in a really big school um I, I don't even know exactly how big it was, but we were literally going from, I all I can compare is how big his band was. Yeah. <laughs> so his one, his bands were like 200 kids. And now we come here to, uh, the little town that we live in on uh, Lincoln view. And it's, it was 16 kids in the band right now. <laughs> so it's, it's a big difference. And now he's like the main band director and, 
um, the only one, um, as opposed to being just the middle school mm-hmm. assistant. And He's all heading that. the whole program. He's yeah. heading the whole program, and he really, he was like, "Oh gosh, I don't do it. like that's a lot." And yeah. um, I really prayed for his heart. That's mm-hmm. another big answered prayer, and all that. And I actually specifically prayed for this job to open, which, in reality, that is a kind of a revolving door. <laughs> yes. And I, if I could add that it was before. So, <laughs> but I think they see the value in his experience and like just, I, I only sub. And so what mm-hmm. I hear popping in and out is that the beautiful thing is that they recognize Mike and his yes. talent. Yes. And yeah. even the kids, like the kids will even talk about him and they love him. Aww. And so they're making, I mean, you too. And, um, <laughs> cause you help so much too. And you guys are both yeah. making an impact, which is something that also, I think when you think you have bigger people in your, or not bigger people, but, a, um, a bigger amount in your audience, mm-hmm. you think that you're making a bigger act, impact. That's not necessarily true because right. you're not able to really connect with each and every one of them. Right. Where even though, you know, you know, 30 kids or I think that's what it is probably now. Yeah. Is that what you said? Yeah. And, um, that's still a lot, but it's more, you can create more of a relationship yes. still with that. Well, too. he's a very personable person too. So I yeah. feel like he was actually always meant to be a, um, a smaller program guy because he's very personable. He likes to relate, you know, and, uh, I just think that it's been, it's been a great, a great fit so far, but yeah, I mean, like I said, the, the job opening up, it was kind of like, well, it's just a kind of a matter of time. Cause it's, it kept, it was like a revolving door for a while, but there were several times where the job opened up and Meg and I were like, should we do it now? Like, <laughs> is it time? And Mike's like, oh, no, no. Yeah, way. I would tease. If you didn't listen to the podcast, I would tease Mike. And But I will say, the the director before the one that Mike replaced, when that opened up and he got the job, uh-huh. I remember, like, I was, like, cleaning the, you know, we're sisters. I'm cleaning the bathrooms. We're talking on the phone. And I was like, Leah, no, really, this time, I don't know. This feels different. It's like the last time yeah. you get the chance. Yeah, I was like, don't, maybe don't dismiss it right away uh-huh. this time. I, was, yeah. I think I would say, think of Christmas. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> It'll finally happen. Well, and the joke, I mean, it's not really a joke. Like we had always kind of hoped that like Meg would come back our way. And like when Jesse put up the, the cow barn, we're like, well, they're never coming home now. <laughs> I mean, I married him. Good point. Good point. Good point. Right. I really, I had, I know we'll get there later. Sorry. Just go now. Okay. All right. I I really have trouble organizing my thoughts sometimes. Okay, me too. Okay. I had let go, not and not of the dream of living by my family. But at that point, it didn't feel like a letting go, if Mm -hmm. that makes sense. Like, you know what? I have left my family. I am Jesse's wife. And I had peace knowing like, well, they're just a few hours away. I'm good. You but, touched on that in the podcast. Yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. So, um, but it kind of leads into the relinquishing and letting, uh, not being detachment. detachment. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, we can talk, we can delve into that more later, but I was at this place of peace and you know, when it would pop up, I was like, oh, that would be amazing. Oh, I really didn't really believe it would happen. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so then like the, I don't know, it just, I prayed specifically that that would um, open up. And when it did, he was actually applying for the Van Wert uh, assistant job. And he was like, well, it's a little bit more like 
the assistant, you know, mm -hmm. a little bit more like kind of what it looks like for me right now. Um, and that's when we caught wind that this job, it didn't even post about Lincoln View that he, like we just heard through the grapevine that this director was going to be moving closer to family um, for him back to where he was from and that it was going to be opening up and they're really motivated to hire somebody that's not going to go anywhere. Mm -hmm. And that was, that was kind of like a light bulb that went off for us. We're like, well... Well, then maybe they would like honor it because Mike had taught for 15 years at that point, and you know, um, he had the tenure, he had the experience, he had yeah. tenure at, the, at his old school, and like he was like, Well, like it'd be crazy for me to like leave all that. Um, but if they're motivated, like, maybe yeah, they will honor it. And when he went through um, the process. interview process and all that, like, he was just floored when they did say that they would honor his his time and that's pretty huge for a little school like that out here so mm -hmm. there was so that is so god's hand um in taking care of what we thought was going to be like oh this huge pay cut and da, 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 da. like we really just god has been so good in this in the whole process of us getting out here and mm -hmm. faithful yeah <laughs> more than faithful have you read this no not yet I but the i guess the actual one that ties in with that is Psalm 18.25. I'm going to go to that about the faithfulness. Oh, I went to Job. Too far. Okay, that's okay. Psalm. Teach me about that. On yeah. Sunday. Lots of good stuff in Job. Psalm 18, verse 25. Do, do, do. To the faithful, you show yourself faithful. To those with integrity, you show integrity. And... I guess that just kind of shows that we had been faithful, you know, and God shows himself faithful by just me stepping out in faith and trusting that, God, I know that you can do this. It's just a matter of how and when mm -hmm. um, to the faithful you show yourself faithful. And he surely has been that and so much more. Mm -hmm. um, and the one that you were referring to earlier was... Um, one of the verses that I talked about in that um, text when I was telling Megan, like, I really want to, you know, I'm going to be more specific about praying about this. And in your hands, it was about the, this mountain, like God, you can, you can move this mountain. And that's in Mark 11 verse 22 through 24. Um, then Jesus said to his disciples, have faith in God. I tell you the truth. You can say to this mountain, may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea and it will happen. But you must really believe it will happen and have no doubt in your heart. Mm -hmm. I tell you, you can pray for anything. And if you believe that you've received it, it will be yours. And I guess I just was like, I'm just believing in it. <laughs> mm -hmm. And the mountain moved. Yeah. I mean, it really, like we, were, we mentioned COVID, like, Everything that could be shaken, a lot of stuff got shaken, mm -hmm. like losing Mike's mom and then um, COVID and everything just kind of became more into perspective what's really important. And um, yeah, God moved the mountain. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so when I had my like uh, in the truck experience, like the big part of my testimony when in the middle, oh. um, the Lord... Literally, I, I, it was one of the few times I felt like his, I actually like, you know, really heard his voice like audibly, 
Mm-hmm. And it was sometimes you have to pr- climb a little higher on the mountain. You've been praying to be moved. Mm-hmm. And so that's just what it reminded me of is that, you know, it is in God's timing. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we're, we're, you know, we're required to, sometimes we're required to climb almost to the peak mm-hmm. yes. of the mountain before it it gets crumbled. But mm-hmm. I mean, it's so worth it and you'll grow out of it. And the Lord is faith, faithful through that whole process. Yes. Um, and so when you were reading that, and I never knew that, yeah. but when that's just what came to mind when you were saying that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, should we talk about, is this where we want to talk about the detachment yes or is this a good point yeah to talk sure. about it yeah okay of course <laughs> <laughs> so i didn't know if you had anything to follow up or that you wanted to follow up after that verse i'm um, not really no that's fine um so some so we're if you guys listened to the previous podcast which is kind of funny because um in a roundabout way we did talk about detachment without actually giving it a name yeah <laughs> and that's the that's the um the thing that i couldn't remember what the lord I felt like laid on my heart a couple of weeks ago and then I listened to him and I'm like, Hey, we actually kind of already talked about it, but let's give it a name. Let's give it a, a, a war, like a true word of what you can kind of encapsulate what we were, you know, the theme I felt, but mm-hmm. is becoming detached from the world. And it, what's, sh- what's shocking, a lot of these things that, um, we're called to be detached from are good things are like necessarily things that you would think would be something that's bad. Um, it could be being detached, like detaching yourself from a loved one, like your spouse, or it could be detaching yourself from, you know, just like your financial needs, detaching yourself from things in general, detaching yourself from, you know, just literally anything that the world puts a lot of value on, but what we're supposed to really be attached to is God. Yes. Um, Amen. But First Corinthians, uh, I'm going to read from uh, uh, seven twenty nine through thirty one. It says, "Now, oh nope, that's the wrong one. Sorry, my eyes weren't were messing up. What I mean, brothers and sisters, it is t- that the time is short. From now on, those who have wives should live as if they do not. Those who mourn as if they do not. Those who are happy as if they were not." Those who buy something as if it were not theirs to keep. Those who are, those who use the things of the world as if not engrossed in them. For this world in its present form is passing away. Sorry guys, that was a little stuttery. Sometimes, side note, uh-huh. um, from my seizures, my eyes jump when I read a lot. Oh. So sometimes it's hard for me to focus on what I'm reading. <laughs> um, but anyways... I, this is so true. This in a day and age where we put so much value in the materialistic things that we put so much value into what the world wants us to put value in, even if we think it's good. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, what? Who wouldn't want to be like super attached to their spouse? Who wouldn't want to just think that they're the best thing ever? And that's okay. But I think there's an unhealthy point, yeah, to that. Mm-hmm. And um. Honestly, I was at that point, not, I mean, not that long ago, a couple handful of months. I remember thinking like, if I, you know, I can't leave like my husband, like if I lost him, I would be, I couldn't live. Yeah. 
kind of thing. Or if I lost uh, our house, like, I, I would just want to die. Mm-hmm. And that's not, that's not how it's supposed to be. Like, yes, you mourn. It would be sad. You would grieve. But I, if, I know, like, if those things happen, I would be carried through by God. Mm-hmm. That I have a refuge and strength in him. And um, what kind of also brought this uh, thinking is our interim pastor a couple, how long ago has it been? It's been a year ago now, Yeah, I think. That, yeah. So this is actually a year ago I started having this thought process mm-hmm. <laughs> because I remember hearing his story and um, his his job was basically to go and help churches that were um, uh, suffering from um, all kinds of different things. Uh, and so he came and led our church for about a year and a half, I think. But mm-hmm. his next uh, mission, his next call was... Um, presented to him while he was still there and um it was in Washington state so big, big jump <laughs> from where he lived at, just across the line in Indiana we live really close to the Indiana line mm-hmm. so there would be times where he would just go home to his wife you know he would live here for a couple of days and then he would go home because um she was she has cancer. She was really sick. She was going through treatment. So she didn't come this way all the time either. Mm -hmm. But he told me that, um, he was going to take this job for more than just this reason, but he realized that he was so attached to wanting to go home. So, um, uh, prone to go home that he was missing things here that he believed that God was wanting to work through him, Mm -hmm. but he was too, um, drawn to go home to be with his wife, which, you know, that doesn't sound like a bad thing on the surface. And I highly like this thought process. I highly respect him. Like, Oh my gosh, I never would have thought I would have never thought of that, but he chose to, uh, challenge himself and really follow the, follow his call to the next place Mm -hmm. to break that and become detached even to that. Like this life is passing away. Mm -hmm. And I just was thinking that is just just amazing to me yeah it is. um but it it helps us understand our relationship to the world and what it's supposed to look like as christians and these are all i'm just kind of feel the need to point this out these are all like i don't know if extreme is the word but almost extreme examples like not many of us are going to lose our house and hopefully in our older age it's it's the spouse but it doesn't mean like you're just turning your back on these things it's putting them in the proper perspective mm-hmm. that even if this happens yeah god is still good yes it is well with my soul yes if you don't know the story of that psalm um he like lost his wife and like kids yes and everything. yes yep yeah. Horatio spafford um had sent his wife and kids early to go on vacation and um across the ocean and, you know, there were no airplanes at the time. And the ship sunk. And the wife said the last thing she remembers is having her baby ripped from her hands in the waters. Yeah. And he goes and follows after, after. And he composes the song over they stopped. And he could stand at the mark where his, his children, she made it, she made it, but the children did not. He was able to compose it as well with my soul. Mm-hmm. So these are, we're not downplaying, that's my Fear almost we're not downplaying any of these things and what doc tom like that is a shaking that mm-hmm. he was asked to embrace and he obviously did these are not these are serious things but at the end of the day we are we should be able to sing mm-hmm. it as well 
yeah. Lord, it is well with my soul. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And even to the mind, like the, like the lighter end of the spectrum where people put so much value in things and how many things they have, or, um, just this materialistic mindset where that's, you can't, it's literally like the old saying, you can't take it with you. Mm -hmm. This is not what you should be worrying about. This is not what you should be thinking about. You should not be trying to keep up with the Joneses Mm -hmm. kind of thing. But Mm -hmm. where we find our value is through these words right Mm -hmm. here, the, the, the scripture, the living truth and we we must always be in awareness that these things themselves are not our lives. Mm-hmm. We are marked by eternity, free from the dominating power of things. Yes. These are gifts. Yes. They're gifts from a good father. Yes. They are gifts. <laughs> yes. They can be given and they can be taken away. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know? So it's not necessarily bad to go, like, today I went flower shopping with my mother-in-law this morning for our Mother's Day. It's not bad that I no. went and wanted to go get flowers. But I'm not going to put them on a higher level. Like I'm not, my purpose in getting the flowers is not to put my value in people looking at me and going, whoa, whoa, whoa." you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They're gifts from a good father only because he is good. And you know, like we said last time, open hands, you can receive, you can give, Mm -hmm. keep it open. The minute we do this, we've lost perspective. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. And really, a good way to test yourself to see how attached you are to things is to just remove it somehow. Like, just remove it from your life for even a day. Mm -hmm. Fasting. Yeah. This is why fasting is so Mm -hmm. good. And we've said before, like, it just, it brings things to light spiritually that until you do it, you really cannot understand it. Yes. Until you're there, like, with the hunger pains or whatever you've chosen to fast, and you're literally relying on the Lord to get you through it, you're like... It's tough. Yeah. It's tough, mm-hmm. but it serves purpose. Yes. It serves yes. purpose. Yes. Yes. Totally agree. Well, the one verse that came to mind when you said that was um, the the one about the good father. I was trying to look for it right here. Yeah, here it is. Luke eleven thirteen. This is in King James, so don't mind the, the yees and thous. <laughs> but it says, If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask? And they are good gifts, you know, but um, they, like you said, they do have their proper place, uh, the, the things and all that. Mm-hmm. So we're to look to the things that God wants for our lives. Yes. And when you do that, you will start asking for the things that God wants. Yes. As we get closer to Jesus, he changes the desires of your heart. Yes. Right. You're, cha- you're not necessarily chasing after things that don't mean much um, at the end of the day. Right? Yes. His like, desires become your own. John fifteen seven. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. Yeah, I just really like how in Luke 13, it says, it's not just gifts. He says, the, the, I will give the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. The people, they're asking for more of the Holy Spirit. Yes, that's right. Change me to ask for what you want me to ask for. Yes. May I not be too attached. Yes. Yes. And he will give more mm-hmm. plentiful. Yes. I am um, actually, so my Bible has all these little illustrations off to the side, but I, I'm reading it and it says, whoever loves God is known by God. And it's in first Corinthians eight, three. And so he knows us. And so he loves us so much that 
if we just truly depend on all of the things, all of him, all of like everything that he provides, it will be for our good. He knows our heart. He knows our desires better than we know ourselves. He loves us and we don't need the things of this world. Are they fun? Yeah. There's some healthy, fun things of this world. And he provided those too. But I think the thing I just want to stress is just this world is a vapor. This life is a vapor. Everything is one day going to disappear. But what always remains is God. That's right. And that is where we, that is who we need to attach to. The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of the Lord will stand forever. Mm-hmm. And John 1, 1 says that Jesus is the word. In yes. the beginning was the word. And that's him. That's right. It will last forever. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Is there anything else that... No, just, I guess, like, in the sense of detachment um, and and getting out here, like, I actually remember feeling like, because we didn't really have a church that we belonged to, I always kind of thought of the church here where we go now, like, as our own. And I really started thinking, I was like, Lord... I'm so ready to be here. I'm just going to consider this my church. And like I had you, well, not just you, but yeah. and not just the girls either. It was a big baptism day, but I had the girls oh, yeah. get baptized here. And I'm like, Lord, this is where, um, this is where I really feel like there are so many things here for us. Um, and I know that you can do it and, and he did it. And like, I don't know, we're just that, that detachment from where we lived before and like just almost living it in a way that we were already here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Considering it like my church and just, I don't know, it was just pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> the, de- the detaching from one thing to the next um, that God had opened the doors for in a way that maybe we didn't expect it to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we're happy you're here. <laughs> yeah, still like it's. I know, because wow. we were kind of all um, along for the ride during the whole process too. Yes. So it was just like, oh my gosh, they're coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep, it's pretty good. It's great. <gasps> it is. Have is this really thirty minutes already? Yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> but I actually physically have to leave here soon. So I think this okay, is a good stop stopping fine. point. Mm-hmm. So, okay, <laughs> good deal. But hey, thanks for coming on, Leanne. Thank you. Thanks for having me. <laughs> thank you, everybody, for listening. And until next time. Until next time. Until next time. <laughs> See ya. See ya. Thanks.